Hello, hello, mostly superheroes fans. Logan here as we close 2020. Thankfully, we're in the last day of this crazy, crazy year. And uh, we have a special treat for you. This episode will be the best of 2020. I'm going to walk you through some of my favorite moments from the show, from the early days to the middle of our season, to some of the recent stuff, stuff that I liked, I think, I think that you'll like. With that, let's get into it. This is Mostly Superheroes. So what we're going to do here is a basic uh, top seven. My top seven favorite moments from the show. It's been a hell of a year. There's been so much fun. And I'll tell you right now, looking at these past episodes, it just got me uh, even more excited for everything we're doing next year. Uh, just you know, real quick, new schedule. We're going to try to do something new for you every day in 2021. That's right. Something new. Even small or big. Something to look forward to for Mostly Superheroes. We have a new schedule up. It's up on our website, mostlysuperheroes.com. Go check it out. We're excited. But for today, we're going to focus on what we did this year. First up at number seven. This is an episode, uh, I believe, one. This is at Adam. You guys remember Adam? Excited to say uh, I've already messaged Adam. We're going to be seeing more of him in the new year. He's going to be involved with the show again, so... Those listeners who remember Adam from our early episodes look forward to that. In this clip, we break down Iron Man 1, Birth of the MCU, Marvel Studios, the early days of making that great 2008 film, the OG Iron Man flick. Uh, with that, let's get into it now, and we'll see you after to get into the rest of our top seven of Mostly Superheroes. Enjoy. Let's keep going. Uh, let's actually get into the movie. So this movie, the way it opens up, so Tony Stark is like in the desert. Mm -hmm. Let's just cut through, right? He's in the thing. It explodes. He gets kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And we find out why later. We'll blow that up. But he is, uh, first of all, let's open with the Jericho. Dude, this. this that's why he's there, right? He's selling like weapons that's exactly why to he's there. the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. And he's here to show what it can do. Dude, and this, this scene right here in this movie is exactly why I said these people knew these people had a fucking plan from day one. Like they knew what they were doing. From day they one. They were so dude. excited. They like Exactly. Oh the, just the little subtle Easter eggs they get. Stark sitting there and he's talking about, you know, the whole he I mean he said this in all of his all of the movies, you know, peace in his time. And he's very comparable to Thanos in that aspect right especially in this movie because he's still you know a cocky little shit yeah um he doesn't have any regard for his actions for yeah. anybody he just kind of does what he does and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like listen i'm gonna do the same but the jericho is he's launching it and he goes he says something along the lines of one one weapon to end it all wow you can't tell me it's not a direct like foreshadowing of the Infinity Gauntlet. Of the Infinity Gauntlet. Again, spoilers ahead. I mean, these movies that we're going to be talking about. But, like, they were planning everything that yes. you're about to embark upon if you're a new Marvel mm -hmm. fan watcher. They knew from day one. 
So yeah. I don't think you're watching like Iron Man and Thor and like, oh, they didn't know what the next movie was going to be. There was no unintentional movie made at all. This was it, every movie from day one has been part of well, a every piece scene, of a puzzle. Every scene, every scene, every, I mean, damn near every line. It's it's insane. Man. Well, let's talk about um, let's talk about Jensen and being <laughs> in the cave. So first of all, he's in the cave, right? He's mm-hmm. being held by this uh, this Al Qaeda type type group. Yes, and he's in the Middle East, and um, they're saying build us this Jericho thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's in there. He's like, okay. He wakes up. He's got the thing. Yep. He's got the the arc react. Well, it's not an arc reactor. Yes, yeah, so he, he doesn't have the arc reactor. He has a battery. He has a battery. Dude, it took an me, electromagnetic battery. Yeah, it's exactly right uh-huh. because and it took me it took me a few watches to actually understand exactly what was happening. I was mm-hmm. like, why is this guy? Uh, why is this guy hooked up to a battery at all? Like, uh-huh. I didn't under I didn't understand in the early days, mm-hmm. and I didn't really follow in the comics. Mm-hmm. Well, it's. He's got an electromagnet to pulling out shrapnel. to keep shrapnel from going into his heart. Yeah, from killing him. And it's just like a magnet. <laughs> That's all it was. And he dude. needs like a power magnet. Yeah. So yeah. he builds first before he builds anything. Well, shout out to Jensen. <laughs> Jensen's just there like, hey. He's I'll, like, I'll help you. I'll help you. He's like, do, it. He's like, do as I do. Yeah. Do as I do. Just do this. And I want to talk about Jensen. So this is like the, ends up being like Tony's little mini sidekick to yep. help him like plan the escape, right? Mm-hmm. The inevitable escape. Um, and, you know, you're looking on the screen, you're already getting a preview of that. So Jensen, we, we, you had some thoughts on Jensen. Yeah, I, I, not thoughts, but like you said, he was playing Tony's, like playing a. It, the, the whole so they sh- uh, they they share a moment in the cave where again it just makes me really feel like they knew from day one where they wanted to go and the Easter eggs they wanted to delay, or maybe they didn't and they just kind of paid homage to some of the movies and the older and the newer mo- the older movies and the newer movies. Okay, but the the scene where Jensen is. They're playing. Uh, I don't know. I forget what they're playing. They're playing like, a game. Like they're yeah. They're playing a. That's what it was. A game. I it's see. him. It's him and Tony. Man, and it just had that Gamora and Tony feel. Like they're both. They're both working together to get somewhere. Yeah. Right. They're both trying to figure out who they are through Gamora this game. and. Uh, Gamora and Tony. Oh yeah. At the in uh in, or in Endgame. Yep. When they're in the spaceship. Yep. It just had the same vibes as that cave, man. Nebula. Yeah, ne- Nebula. Nebula. I'm sorry. Yeah, Neb- Nebula. Nebula yes. Okay. Nebula. Dude, that's so interesting. I like. Yeah. It's funny that you like. That's. I think. I feel like you're absolutely right. I feel like they tuck that kind of stuff into these movies all the time. Yeah. And like it was, if it seems like it was on purpose, it probably was on purpose. Right. Right. For people like us. At least for us. Yeah. Because they want to trick us. So let's just talk real quick about the suit he makes when escape and mm. like when he escapes. Mm-mm. How the f- how the fuck dude how the fuck do you do this? Like I mean. Just to quote uh, Obadiah from, uh, you know, in the movie, he goes, he built this in a cave. Yeah, you can't build it in an hour or whatever yeah. he says. Yeah. Like, what in the world? He made this thing. And, dude, I'll tell you, when I was shocked in the movie, I remember, like, when it flew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, he took off, dude. I mean, like he's, like, soaring into the sky. And I'm thinking, like, this is the smartest person I've ever seen. Dude, 100%. And what's crazy about, like, this suit is how it really does play into like a lot of the other suits, especially the Hulkbuster suit, man. Oh man, it, like, like it's got the same eyes. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, got the same exact. And again, eyes. just call back, you know. You yeah. know about that Hulkbuster because you wore the. You wore yeah, the I do. Again, you I, wore the. I was in it. I wore it. <laughs> did were the eyes slanted? Their eyes. I looked like that guy, but just had red on. Yeah, just like but like a oversized kid. Yeah, exactly. Dude, and all right. Pee hole cut out. All right, we go with the escape. Yeah, dude. So he takes off, right? Okay, boom. I call this Tony's return, and this is where like you meet all his friends. Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk about Pepper, dude. Pepper Potts, his assistant, 
And uh, she does great. I thought I always liked this scene where she has to dig out in his chest. What it seems like, t- yeah, it's so great. It's gross. Like she's mucus. like, there's pus. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, it's a mucus He's membrane. Like, it's, from the, it's from the, it's from the thing. It's not yeah. from me. Um, I always just thought, like, man, what a crazy like thing to have a person do. Just reach into your body and just grab like, a cord, a cord, and, and change just, it, and just yank. He's it. like, it's like operation. She doesn't know what operations is. <laughs> so, like, what? Operation <laughs> like, like a game yeah. where you with yeah. the wishbone. Yeah, take out the wishbone. Take out the wishbone. Like, yeah, literally plays like operation. Oh man. Um, we also meet um, James Rhodes. I believe his name is yes. Rhodey. James Rhodes, played by the great uh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah. It, right? That's right. Terrence Howard. It is Terrence Howard. I've saw I've seen it I've seen his name. I, I almost said Terrence yeah. McKenna. Uh sh- who's that? Sh- uh the LSD man. Oh dude, Did, you don't know the McKenna's are? I don't. You have to watch like an old Rogan podcast, dude, but uh or uh, dying to know, but Terrence McKenna was like one of the not founding fathers, but one of the founding fathers of like bringing psychedelics to mainstream and like trying to treat them for using it to like treat it for depression sure. and stuff like that. Like medicinal purposes. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, what Oregon's trying to do, dude. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to tackle that topic on a on a my turn yeah. with Logan. That's my that's another show that uh hopefully by the time you listen to this is up and running. So yeah, dude. Good topic. Yeah, it this is. is where I gotta like write down stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing we're recording it. We are. We can just re listen <laughs> to it or rewatch hey, future, future Logan. Write down that yeah. idea. All right. 2020, as we all know, was full of uh, tons of tragedy and sadness. We know um, there was a lot of good stuff that happened, too. But one of the tragic things that happened from 2020, we did lose Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace, our Black Panther, our king. And in uh, one of our episodes, earlier episodes, uh, we do a nice tribute to Chadwick, talk a little bit about his career, other films he did, and, of course, a uh, tribute to Black Panther itself. So we talk a lot about the film. It's one of our longer clips of today's episode, so you can get the full effect of Black Panther and tip your hat to Chadwick Boseman. Enjoy. Um, well, welcome back, guys. Um, I'm Logan, most of superheroes, and we have a few... I mean, at this point, there's only so many episodes. You guys are basically veterans at this point. We got, we what, got, yeah. we got both mics. Both mics. Hello, Mike times two. So if you listen to last week week's episode, episode six, it was the second mic we've had on, and I was like, well, we just got to have them both on now. Mm-hmm. And then we got Andy again. Yep. Thank you. No more Andy's allowed though. Well, we'll see. Part of the time. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, well, welcome back, guys. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot's happened this week, and. Um, we have some some real stuff. We have some exciting news. We have some funny stuff. Um, but I did want to open up with um, some kind of tragic news that happened this week. Um, and with this being a superhero podcast and, and everything, wanted to pay kind of tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who just passed away this past week of colon cancer. Our king. Our king. Uh, our king. Uh, our, of course, you know, for those that may not know, Black Panther. Um, star, you know, crazy movie. Also, um, was in Forty Two, played the Jackie Robinson. That was actually yep. his breakout um, movie. I did a little reading on him today because I was just curious about the whole situation. Because I mean, James Brown, get on up. Yeah, incredible movie. If you haven't seen it, yeah. you ever seen it? I haven't. Oh my god, he plays James Brown, and that you know, you know James Brown. Obviously. Of course, he yeah, is yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely an absolute monster in that movie, and it's a ton of fun. The music's fucking awesome. So. If you haven't seen that one, do it. 
Yeah. It's really, really good. I didn't uh, know. I haven't seen that one. But the guy, yeah, he had a um, he had a very interesting career. Um, and, I mean, I was just shocked by this news. Yeah. I mean, everybody, like even celebrities that were in movies with him were saying the same thing. Um, and after reading, uh, they released an official statement from his from his like Twitter, Instagram, whatever, that he yeah it was kept a secret, you know, and no, he, no one really knew he had colon cancer. It was something that, um, actually, I have a I have a quote from CBS. So he, CBS did a really nice job. Just it was a very just regular article, just kind of summarizing what happened. So just to read a couple things, I wanted to do, make sure that we at least honor this guy on this show for sure. For um, sure. Because this guy, I mean, just when you wait to hear some of this. So, first of all, no one knows about this, right? No one knows he has colon cancer. And um, they say in this, a member of his family or whoever, that he was doing chemo and surgeries in between all the films that we were just talking about. It's not telling anybody. Like, literally, it was like happening just the way you, like, you can't just have colon cancer and fake you got to, like, go to get treatment and. Dude, that. if I stub my toe, my neighbors can hear it. This, right. this guy didn't tell anybody he had colon. What a stallion. Well, and honestly, suffering um, silence, man. What a beauty. You know, I really respect honestly the way that he did it because yeah. if you look at it, you know, he was. I, I'm. These are all assumptions. Everybody's gonna have their their thoughts on this. Mine is that he he didn't want to be defined by his cancer, and he doesn't want to be a good actor or make it because of this thing that was in the background. And he, Robert Downey Jr. said it. They had a quote from him. He he spoke out. Many actors did, especially during the Marvel, um, Disney host. I forget what, what I think it was on ABC. They did a tribute to to him. Yeah. A lot of celebrities spoke out just about how this guy leveled the playing field, like changed the game, busted out, made a name for himself, and became a, a blockbuster movie star. And literally, none of them knew about this other thing, this major crucial part of his life. So, just want to say kudos yeah. and um, thank you for your work and condolences to your family. And kind of how I viewed it was, he was a superhero to a lot of kids and an inspiration to a lot of people. And he probably didn't want them to be drugged down a little bit by what he was going with. And he wanted to be an inspiration for kids that he was fighting for. And kids that I saw a lot of videos this weekend of him going to hospitals and talking to kids. And he wanted to be that hope and inspiration for them. So he probably didn't want to kind of. I don't know, cast this dark shadow over his character that these kids look up to and give him something to look forward to and some hope. Well, you, yeah, I mean, well said he, he, that's how I knew him. Obviously. I mean, I knew him as stuff before, but he really defined himself as this. And I mean, culturally what black Panther did for, you know, all superhero fans, it kind of opened it up. You know what I mean? It's, there's not a lot of, you know, there's really not a lot of black characters in the show and the way he did it and became the king. You know what I mean? Like everybody else is this person, this person, this person, this person. Then he comes on the scene and he became that and assumed that role. And well, he did, and I didn't, that's the thing is I didn't even pay attention. I didn't know about Black Panther sure. really before this. You right. know, I knew my guys, you know, you guys know the superheroes I like. And then he came on the scene and it just, it just obviously shook everything up and he was just obviously brought a lot more, brought a lot more love to probably Marvel itself and the series from people who didn't couldn't really connect to it earlier. Absolutely, yeah, it had a huge impact, and um, yeah, I mean, just Marvel and everybody's been speaking out about it, just about how this guy was great to work with. Yeah. You know, he was just a curious, artistic guy, um, and that you know what what I keep hearing is he had a lot left to do. So it's just you know it's a real tragedy. Well, I say tragedy. I mean, it's, uh, he, he yeah. the guy probably knew for a while that it was was coming. You know. That's wild. Um, well, with this, uh, you know, with this, this show, we do a lot of deep dives and reviews and stuff. I thought it'd be nice to talk through Black Panther I as kind that. of a uh, just Watched a it recently just a nod. 
Yeah, and we, we watched it last night. I think you did. Same. Yeah. Have you seen it recently? I haven't seen it recently, so. Well, you can. that'd be good because you could be like this party that hasn't and might challenge us with okay. some questions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Is that cool? If you guys, if we Absolutely. I definitely have. Uh, well, I have some notes. I watched it last night. Um, just to kind of highlight some high level. So scene one, <laughs> 34 <laughs> seconds in, this happens. No, I was going to say, let's, we'll keep it kind of high level and do just some height, some takeaway of what's cool about the movie. Um, maybe what, you know, kind of theorize what might happen from here on out. There's a lot of outbreak from fans and whatnot about should you recast the the strongest voice out there right now is no do not like retire this character and bring in a new black panther well we can talk about it um so the movie um overall just third time i think i've seen it great movie yeah like act like just a great movie from a guy that sits down and watches the movie will judge how he feels it's just a good movie beginning to end great story and fucking beautiful like the, the imagery in that it was like if it was kind of like a cross between avatar and the marvel universe at some points with the lighting and the way they shot it and everything like that and the actual like you know like when they were giving them the whatever that is by the way if anyone listened last time about steroids he takes steroids in this movie he oh. does they give him that stuff oh, the uh the purple the that purple juice flower. yeah mm-hmm. juice. on the juice he's yeah. on the juice man <laughs> i watched for it i, I was trying it because i was like man He's not that big, and then he took that stuff, and he became a monster. So yeah, Black Panthers on on what's it called? Wakanda steroids, whatever, yeah, whatever they're juicing whatever over the, there. Uh, whatever the purple flower is, it's definitely like <laughs> well, uh, clearly it's that. What's it called? The stuff. Um, it's vibranium. Vibranium, yeah, some it's sort of vibranium based in liquid form. <laughs> I want some of that stuff that makes you see your like good oh. ancestors, like the like peyote. Yeah, I mean, whatever they, they, oh, they, whatever they took the to send him to oh, the Panther Oh, you're talking that. about whenever he goes to, I call it Lion King Town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like where you go yep. and visit your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it just feels like it's exactly, but I mean, Lion King's in Africa. So I guess that's just, you know, I think, well, they also did a lot of research on, um, there's one. Oh boy. <laughs> He's going to be going Let's through these that. beers. Um, yeah, they did a lot of research from tribes of, uh, from Africa. That's a big. That's a big cooler. <laughs> oh, let's see if I can't do like I did last time. <laughs> no, it's all right. That's cool. Uh, it's it's like the people listening are like, I'm really there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, pull up a seat. You near the ice and the cans. <laughs> yeah. It's because Logan has these mics so tuned in now. It's taken it's, a little bit, but now he, he's locked in. We, I think so. I think we're getting close. I mean, it it just gets a little bit better each week. I think. Yes, I think. You guys tell me. Um, oh, you suck. One of the craziest <laughs> concepts of this movie and just the storyline is the origin story of Wakanda, mm-hmm. which I don't know if everybody like you know kind of remembers, but they're from a meteor, like a meteor with that carried vibranium landed in Africa. It had crazy technology. They like shared with the world for a while, but then they were like, "No, we don't want to do that," and that's what allows them to have all this like crazy tech and flying, like a meteor. Just, a, just an interesting. I like how oh, they boy. referred to it in the movie as the city of gold. Um, that um, El Dorado, remember that mm-hmm. they thought it was in South America, but it was really in Africa. When that that crazy dude, yeah, Claw, the, the main vi- the main villain, that dude fucking that dude parties it. Oh, for any of the villains, that dude fucking parties. I like how he has the uh, he has a robot arm from yeah. when he got it ripped off in Age of Ultron. Yep. Dude, my favorite part in that movie is when he shoots everybody and gets that gun out of his arm for the first time in the 
Asian club. For anyone who hasn't seen, it's hysterical. You obviously well, should yeah, seen by I'm, now. I always said we're going to break but it when up, he gets but his, I, I didn't when he say gets it, his... but spoiler alert for <laughs> Black Panther. When he, when, his arm, when he gets that gun out of his arm for the first time, and then he goes, that was awesome. And he got so <laughs> excited. Like, dude, kid. I don't know. I just thought that. They, he's just a fun villain that, like, didn't really – he wasn't too consequential. He wasn't like an Ultron or a fucking, you know, or a Thanos or anybody super – well, in a, in a spoiler, movie. but like he he dies in this movie too. I think like yeah. he gets Killmonger kills him and drags his body to Wakanda for kind of like Black Panther's number two to Chala's number two. Yeah, that was so early in the movie. That was I didn't expect that going in. I think he was shown as like one of the main or like more bigger villains of it. He's, I mean, he still was, but I, I know usually expect that person to be like. Well, especially if they're the in the movie. multiple movies, you would yeah. think like this is going to be a big villain. But yeah, well, he's kind of like gets slapped around by Ultron in the first one. Like his arm cut off by him, obviously, but he's just like, yeah. you know, get out of my way. Like, you know, he's just been that kind of villain. He's just that, that push around donkey from the sewer kind of got up and, <laughs> you know, and he's back down again. He lives, you know, I like him. I did too. But, um, but yeah, I like, uh, the thing I liked most about that was because it was physically, it was in their fight scenes and everything was most realistic. I was watching it. And that first fight scene he has with M'Baku the big dude. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, capoeira and in there that dude, when he's, which is Brazilian, like it's like tribal fighting essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think it was cool that they used even that kind of specific fighting style for such a tribal movie. That the, you know what I mean. Obviously, smarter people than me thought about that, but I just thought I just appreciated that to keep the with the realism of it also. Yeah, well, that's what they poured into every single piece of this movie. Mm-hmm. And if you watch any uh, of the extra footage. First of all, this is on Disney Plus. If you don't know, if you have Disney Plus, get over and watch it. They're, they have it featured on there right now. Um, but you can look at extra bonus footage, and they have like a roundtable with Ryan Coogler and some of the other writers. And they talk, I mean, the amount of uh, detail they put into the storytelling to the costumes yeah. to where when they said, We're going to film this movie, Black Panther, it takes place in Africa. Ryan Coogler had never been to Africa. First thing he did was he took a flight there and he just did like a walkabout and like, like took pictures, took notes about culture. Wow went to different tribes and every tribe you see features like an aspect of a real world like tribe in Africa. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Pretty great. The way they did that. The King was the man. He was pretty good. Positive character through and through. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is like, if if they made this black Panther, the Panther movie, like you could have just made it like black Panther kicking ass in Africa, but like it also had a really rich story about, you know, being an outsider and what it means to help each other. Um, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but there's some really good quotes in this movie that are like exactly what is like Life great quotes. for right now. Yeah. Pertinent know? to today, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, some more stuff in the middle of the movie. I just took some notes on stuff that I liked. Um, one thing they said in the round table, they had to be careful when designing Wakanda because they were like, we can't make another Asgard on Earth. They're like, we don't want it to look like so crazy. Mm-hmm. So they made it like so cool, but like just to a point to where they're like, okay, it's not unbelievably like the did. cool shit was cool, but then the not so cool shit was just regular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't yeah. you know? It was like, oh, they have this high rise in this great city, but then like there's still people walking around and yeah, you go down and you know, tribal warfare and having little, little you know or tribal gear and like they having like the street vendors and all that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, like eating so, food and stuff, yeah. buying clothes. Yeah. You know, you had different sides of like this is also like a real place where people live. They did a great, great job of that. The tech is crazy. She like yeah. shows she gives him the tour of that like the Black Panther like layer. And she's like, here, try these on. She has his automatic like nano shoes. I have a question about that. Sure. So in Ava- Avengers: Age of, or no, the fucking was it the fucking Infinity War? Yeah. Um, how did the aliens know where they were? Because they have that canopy that nobody else can see. Well, when they started firing down on them, how did they know where they were? Because of the 
uh, Mind Stone. It was with Vision. Mm-hmm. And I think they were, like, tracking Vision. him. Vision. <laughs> what a week. Dude, that dude sucked. For being as awesome he as was, he was. He was tough. He, he was tough in Age of Ultron. And then, I mean, there's so many memes about it. Yeah. About how, like, he just went, like, pew. Yeah, he just. Have you ever seen that meme where it's, like, that beautiful horse drawing? And then towards the end, it's, like, just a stick and it's little hoof. <laughs> like they, they used it to compare Game of Thrones. Like, it started off, it's just gorgeous, and then it just gets kind of worse and worse, and then by the end, it's like yep. a first grader kind of put like a little hoof <laughs> on there. That's kind of what Vision was to me in this little wow. kind of synopsis yeah. of thing. If you go, like, film by film, it just becomes, like, a bitch, like, more and more as you go. We've also, well, just... We also had that joke about, remember when we watched Endgame at my house that one time, and... I think it was Adam or you that made the joke. Like he just wants to be a real boy. Oh yeah, he was Pinocchio. He just he's like that's Pino- right. He's, he's Pinocchio. Oh my god, that's great. Dude. Yeah, send me that and I'll put it up on the screen. That's we'll a, that's how. a great representation of what's going on with him. Uh, this horse drawing is exactly right. We'll see how Wandavision is. Yeah, we got yeah Wandavision. We'll get to dive into that a little bit. Mike's moving through beers. We still got two hours, man. No, it's the, that's the that's the. I'm glad that we have the cooler. Um, I'm I'm just going through my notes. If you guys have any other thoughts as we're going, feel free to jump in. Uh, what was it that I wanted to talk about with them? Um, oh, uh, his little sister in that movie, the tech girl. Oh yeah, hot. Oh yeah, I I, I, I think she's great. I, I think she is a, back for a. Lot. I hope she's in some other stuff and she's hot. What's her name? Uh, I don't know. Siri. It's. Something like that. It better not be serious. It's something like that. It's, uh, I think I'm, I might think of it as we're sitting here. Also, I really like the fucking gorilla mountain dogs in them. The the gorilla mountain dogs? You know what I'm talking Rhinoceros about. Rhinoceros The tribals, the tribe, the, the gorilla tribe in the mountains. Oh, the mountains, yeah. Because the, oh, yeah. they always the do, like the, they do like the barking. Jabari. Type yeah, thing. The Jabara. They're, they all bark at like the yeah. white CIA guy from yeah. Yeah. Hey, Civil I like War. Them. If I were probably in this movie, I'd be, I'd be in that tribe. They're, they're pretty cool. Shuri. Shuri, thank you, Mike. Yeah, she is great. She wears like the tiger paw like things that like do like sonic waves. Actually, gets a one up on Killmonger late in the movie. Really nice. I didn't love Killmonger. I didn't love his character. I think he tried. I think he forced it. Yeah, he does seem a little. Uh, third, a little third aggressive. Watching, he seems a little. Uh, like he did a great job, but also like, it does feel a little fake. It yeah, feels it a little feels forced. forced. The way but, he is. but like I'll tell you right now, just really jumping ahead. I mean, when he dies at the end, it's like the most saddest villain dying scene i've ever seen like yeah. he was like super sad like Tatala's just sitting there like it didn't have to be like this you know yeah, all we had to, all we had to do is like bring you over here after my dad killed your dad like just put him in the plane <laughs> that poor kid he had to go For around sure. tell everybody he's like my dad's from a real big place in africa that has like real fancy technology and a lot of stuff and they're like no he's not <laughs> and he's like i swear <laughs> he's like me and my friends all spaceship whenever we were playing no. Terrible childhood. Go talk to this person in a white coat for three hours and let's see how you do. Yeah, that's a funny scene. I like whenever he goes to the museum and he's uh, he's to get, he's there for like the piece of Wakanda stuff and he's you guys just watched it right this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So he's in the museum and he poisons the curator and she like falls down. Yeah. I was so confused about that part. I was like, why did you have to poison her just if you guys her. were gonna shoot everybody anyway? <laughs> he likes chicks. He likes white know. girls? Oh. Probably likes white girls. I have no idea. He I said, bet he does. He said a line of something like... He shot his that, girlfriend in the head he whenever let, he left. He did. Remember that? Yeah. He's getting on the plane to go to Wakanda. She and, was another hot. And the she villain, another the villain, hundred percent. The villain has her and is like, put down the gun, I'll kill her, and yeah. Killmonger 
shoots his girlfriend yes. in the head and is like, I don't Why care. Why didn't she just say, hey, if you're... I, I didn't like that part because if you're Killmonger and you have all those fucking dots, those, what, those you know, scars on yourself for yeah. all representing a kill, apparently, yeah. and you couldn't shoot the dude instead of her? He said he wanted to make it They're look, look like they were amateurs. Movie. He said like, he said that, but I mean, why did they even have to be dressed up as paramedics to get in? If you're just yeah. gonna, it's it's a overindulgence. I, I don't like tearing apart movies. I, hey, I do it all the time. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Okay, a couple of these quotes, real quick. So at, at the end, T'Challa decides. We're really breezing through this. If you guys have any other thoughts, we can jump to whatever. Um, we have a lot to talk about today, anyway. So we'll see where where we land. But at the end, he's like, "I'm gonna open up." Wakanda to the rest of the world and they're like we're gonna chip in now we're gonna help people and he says this thing to the UN he says when we let the fear of our discoveries uh, we let the fear of our discoveries stop us from doing what is right and uh, he talks about that at the end of the day we all just we have more in common than we think and that and I'm paraphrasing that part yeah. and at the end of the day we just gotta find a reason to help each other and I was like, gosh, this is, like, spot on right now. Like, nobody's saying this kind of stuff on TV or on the news or anything. I was like, this is better than any, any politician speech I've heard, you know, I don't, just, since Obama, I guess. I just had an idea. What if, like, a really wealthy black guy, like a black Bruce Wayne, became the Black Panther? Well, and, and, like, in like rest of, you know what I mean? Like, as, like, a, a dip, you know, like a vigilante kind of. Well, I mean, that's T'Challa really is like a Bruce Wayne. I mean, he's rich. He's yeah, like he's that. a genius, yeah. and he's got like unlimited resources. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Wow. Well, I don't know. Like, I'd so like here's that. here's here's the here's the, like the realities of this too. Stuff that's like uncomfortable to talk about. But just moving on to like MCU now. Like, um, before I wrap this up though, kudos, thank you to Black Panther and oh Chadwick goodness. Boseman. Hey, to the king. To the king. Cheers. To our yeah. king. Cheers. Absolutely. Our king. Cheers. Guess, but yeah. Cheers. At number five, Batman fans, get ready. You're going to enjoy this clip from one of our episodes where PC Mike, the giggler, and myself talk about all the Batman news in 2020. There was a lot. This is a nice clip that kind of sums it all up, breaks out what's going to happen with the DC, at least to the best of our predictive abilities, including things from Flashpoint, the rest of the DCEU, um, we, of course, talk about the Batman, Bat- Battinson, if you will. And uh, we talk a little bit about HBO and Warner Brothers and what they have in store. So, Batman fans, enjoy this one. Right? <laughs> um, so, this Flash movie. This, flash. Is, this is the news. This is, like, this is the stuff that's making me go, like, I'm a little kid again. I mean, all right, so the Flash movie, uh, first of all... Uh, Last time we met Andy, you were on, we talked about how Michael Keaton was confirmed for this Flash movie to play like a multiverse-type Batman. Um, since then, we have now learned that Ben Affleck is confirmed, not just to come back as, and reshoot this Justice League film, um, but also to be in The Flash. So he's going to be in the film, another Batman, and also that they've confirmed that the suit, the one that the kind of design you see here, is actually a new suit, so they're going to upgrade that kind of shelly like weird couldn't turn his neck like it feels yeah, looks like a bunch of plastic yeah yep. looks like you just got out of like i don't know blade or something like it's like a futuristic movie like where they're like barely better than cw with when they have like a million times the budget oh yeah oh <laughs> cw yeah cw suits great um so this is gonna be a little bit more like the cw uh like looks more form-fitting and it's confirmed that it's made by ben affleck's batman in the film so he makes a new suit for him that's awesome fucking sick right yeah that's awesome 
Um, so we'll see what happens with the Flash. I mean, all these Batman's, man. I mean, what's going to happen? And 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 like uh, we just uh, I just did an episode on uh, Doom Patrol, the episode before this. That's a DC show on HBO. So just to break open HBO a little bit, HBO, I mean, they are opening up the world with the multiverse of DC. And it seems like they're just like, hey, we're here for this. We'll do this. And I mean, you know, I don't know how much you follow the CW shows. Do you watch those? I watched Arrow for a long time. Okay. And I'm not going to lie, towards the end, I just kind of got drugged down because it felt like it was the same thing almost over and over and over again. Um, Laurel Lance, I don't know how many times she can die yeah. and come back. Yeah, a or lot just of people. anybody in that whole universe. <laughs> yeah, like, a lot but, of people in that show and universe. But I mean, for what it is, I think DC does a really great job with those shows, mm-hmm. and it pulls in fans, and I think it's a great thing. I'm excited for what HBO is going to start doing with that kind of in their mindset, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's on there, but possibly the Batman uh, TV show that's going to come to HBO. Yeah. Yes, and I've heard about this Batman TV show. Is is in it like it's? Do you know a lot about it? I haven't read. Much. I've heard rumors. It is Batman, basically like year one. Okay. So the Batman movie we're going to talk about here shortly. Yep. It's year two. Yeah, year two Batman. So this is yep. when Jim Gordon's trying to get his footing, um, kind of like the Gotham TV show, but mm-hmm. I think more towards when Batman starts taking over, and I would assume more gritty because it is HBO. Yeah. And it's not on Fox. Who do you think would play him? Do they bring in a fresh person? To I mean, play, I don't even know if Batman's going to be in it. I think it's going to focus. I think it's like Jim Gordon and his just GC on like. Did you guys watch Gotham? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a great show. That was a great show. Yeah. So something like that, but kind of later years. Yes, I think yeah. later years, closer to when Batman. Batman isn't going to be a thirteen-year-old dealing with. Uh, yeah, even on Gotham, and they even talked like even Gotham. They kind of, I feel like they kind of rushed it. Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, I was like, this isn't. We're gonna speed up to you. He's just Batman all of a sudden. Last last episode. Where did he train? Spoiler alert! He went to he went to Lee and you. He went he went there. Or not Lee and you. Um, wherever the League of Shadows is, he went to them. It's like and like it's so funny because it's like the last episode of the season. If that happens within the first ten minutes, yeah. Spoiler alert here for the end of Gotham. Usually pretty good about those spoiler alerts, but again, what this is the show. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) this is it. Um. And it's like 10 minutes, he goes to this thing, and it says, like, he like gets off a plane and looks back, and he's like, and it says, like, 10 years later. <laughs> That's how they do it. I was like, oh, man. These Huge are the most crucial training year. montage. 10 years later. Here we go. <laughs> um, but, dude, I'm so excited for this. I don't know. I mean, like we said last time, this Ezra Miller is, like, a kind of a mess, it seems like. He, he's, like, in the press for pushing down a girl and stuff, but... They are announcing news on this movie like it's it's happening just the way that we think. So, and, and I thought he was a bright spot in the Justice League. I liked him as a Flash. We liked him too. I mean, just watching it fresh. Yeah, I thought he was good. I have no complaints <clears throat> for real. Um, what do you guys think Keaton is going to be doing in this movie? I think it'll be an older version of Batman, and I'm assuming if they're bringing Affleck in, it'll be kind of timeline stuff with the Flash. Um, I think he'll be kind of that old grizzly Batman that we've seen in some of the things that they've pushed out in the past. So. Like kind of like a Batman Beyond, like Batman. Yeah. He's like Batman. That's what I was saying last time, about kind of a guy in the chair, yeah, maybe. Or he has a young team, maybe. Or maybe or he, this he, is how he I gets a young team. He's on the verge of retiring. He's that Batman. I forget what graphic novel it is um, where he's where he defeats the Joker in the love house. And then it's kind of like the end of 
Justice League or Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. when he has like an underground tunnel and he's actually alive. Oh, geez. So it's one of those graphic novels. Like, I, I forget what it is. Hey, look, tell us. Uh, we're trying to get that intern in here. Oh, that's so Mike brought his computer today. I wanted to be on top of things. Dude, you know, and it, like as soon as you said it in my head, I like pictured it and I go, that's exactly what we need. We need a guy on a, on a computer. <laughs> a stat guy. I'll just be a stat yeah, guy stat, in the corner. Listen, not to, I don't I don't want to I don't want I don't want to shit on the last mic that was in here, but he couldn't look up. He was trying to look something up on his phone and I don't think he ever even he even he ever got this guy brought a computer. Battle the mics here. I love it. Um all right, so we'll, while you're looking that up. So it Mike. could be Oh, wow. This guy's good. <laughs> it's either like it might be The Dark Knight Returns. This is a dark novel you said. Yeah, uh, it's a novel. graphic novel or The Long Halloween. Graphic. Um, it's not Batman Year One, so I think I believe it's one of those two. But it's something like he's an older Batman. Yeah, he's he's got some wear on him. He has to be smart. Well, um, there's a there's a Batman that uh, Kevin Conroy plays in uh, in CW stuff, Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they go they travel to another Earth, where an older Batman is in like a a metal suit, and you find out that he killed that Earth's Superman. You know, supposedly they reached out to Michael Keaton to do that role in the CW show. In the Crisis of Inf- on Infinite Earths? Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly they declined because they decided to go this route with The Flash, which is but which, that's it? crazy. But, that's, that's, but isn't that interesting? Because I'm glad we've kind of gone down this road because this is where my mind starts really running. Is at the spoiler alert for Crisis on Infinite Earths. If you have not seen Crisis on Infinite Earths, this is the big spoiler at the very end. All of the Earths end up, the multiverse is essentially destroyed. Yeah. But what's what, 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 what actually happened is it's the CW's multiverse that was destroyed, which allows them to like jump to different Earths with, within like the yeah. show of The Flash, right? Yep. Instead, they replaced it with the new, I forgot what they call it. I don't even think they call it a, a multiverse. Earth, but not Earth One. It's Earth Prime. Earth Prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, what they have instead is they're like Earth Prime. Then they're like Earth 38. It was the Doom Patrol. <laughs> then they were like Earth fifty seven. It was Teen Titans yeah. from DC Universe. They like went to the Earth. It was the actors from the show. That's crazy. Then yeah. they were like, and they like jumped around different shows on different networks. So, oh, in the Flash, Ezra Miller was in, was in Crisis on Infinite Earths with a crossover with the Flash from the show. That Flash. <laughs> so what are we talking about here? Like, is this thing like what were they saying there? Like this multiverse could be cross. Network is all I'm saying. Count me in. Count me in, too. Like I said, (laughs) what a time to be alive. A real quick one here for you. A little bit from The Mandalorian. You know, there wasn't just good and bad stuff in 2020. There was also just some funny stuff. You guys remember Pants Guy? Well, you will now. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, I saw this. There was a mistake. There was a guy in the background that wasn't supposed to be in the background, and all they've called him was Jeans Guy. Jeans Guy. And now they wanted to make an action, a Star Wars action figure of Jeans Guy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that made it into the episode. Yeah, Yeah. that guy was standing in the background right there, I believe. How does that happen? That's as bad as getting thrown. I love the packaging on the left-hand side. It's just half that guy's body. <laughs> yeah, I've got it shared up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. We got look at that toy. It's it's him literally standing behind a wall, but like it's just a toy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, all right. Easily one of my favorite things to come out of 2020 
was season two of The Boys. That's right. Um, season one was knockout. Season two was knockout. And in this episode, PC Mike, the Giggler, myself, break down season two, and we talk about our favorite characters and moments from the season. Enjoy this one. If you are a boys fan, the boys fan, you're going to like it. All right, we're back, and uh, we just retold, call them retells around here, The Boys Season 2. And uh, to wrap it up, I think we should go do a roundtable of uh, our ranking using our new four-point scale. Uh, just to kind of establish, since we don't have a graphic or anything for you yet, maybe I'll maybe I'll get one together for the video. But just at the stage again, four is a perfect score, 4.0. Uh, think about like a GPA, you know, like college GPA. Um, 3.0 is like really good. But are you going to watch it all the time? And is it going to be a crowd favorite for the rest of your life? Probably not. Two, you loved it, but or you liked it at least. Probably never. Watchable. Watch. Yeah, you watched it and you're like, I got it. And The Invisible Man. A round of two. That's exactly right. And then a one is, Ooh, why was this made? Why did I spend time Why was it made? It? And then I don't even know what a zero is. I mean, that's If you're like, below a one, I don't even know. You need like, to retry. I can't think we'll of many see. movies that I've. I've despised that much after watching. We'll keep our eyes peeled. We Hopefully, can... well, hope the idea is that we don't watch too much of that stuff. We want to watch a lot of fours around here. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to give my ranking. Uh, I'm going to do like a season two ranking. Okay. Because that's what we just did. Now I'm not going to do yeah. like the whole show or anything yeah. like that. So the uh, season two ranking for me out of the four point scale at this point where the show stands after seeing that season finale, I mean, I'm at a 3.8. Oh, hold on. So like my solid th- score, like my yeah, it is. And my th- my thought there is like I'd even get it a three point nine, really. But I really do think the same exact thing about some of the Huey stuff, some of the love storytelling, a lot of stuff like Starlight's mom, which I know you have to like kind of address. Yeah. Um, but like I just didn't need it. That's the only reason I even ding off of point mm-hmm. ten. But uh, Andy, how about you? Um, I'd go with a three point four. I think I give Dexter like a. Yeah. Three five or was yeah, that three, three five? Maybe three. Okay, yeah, three five. So I, it's almost on that level, but mm-hmm. I think it'll take a few more seasons to get there. It's fair, but I, I, I think it was. I mean, I, I wish I would have been able to just binge it all at once. It's so hard. I watched the last. Yeah, I did two, weekly too. Week to week. So I feel like when I rewatch it later, it'll be just like when I rewatch season yeah. one. It was so yeah. much fun. Yeah. No, I'll definitely rewatch it. So that's how you know it's in the three to four range. Yep. Go three four. So we yeah. got uh we got three point eight, three point five. So we four, said four. Three, three point four. four. But I'm gonna go three point five. Three point five. Again, I binged it. Okay. So I got I saw it a little bit differently than you. Um still it kept me guessing. Oh, sorry. Maybe the uh what you... I'm like we did it for me and Andy. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. Right. But no, it, it, it kept me guessing. <laughs> Uh, the Stormfront character had that arc that I didn't see coming. Yeah, big twist. They added more things. Um, there was twists throughout the season with Homelander going to his cabin and seeing. Didn't even talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Which we had the, he had the shapeshifter be tr- pretending to be yeah. Madeline. Yeah. Oh. And he was like, he was banging her probably. Yeah. And then he, weird. He, he turned as his head was in his lap. He's like, turn back, turn back, turn back. And then the guy turned into Homelander and was like, you yeah. want this? Yeah. And he, and Wild. He's like, but he, he just, almost blew, he blew himself, right? 
No, he he was he going said, to. You're pathetic. But you're then he pathetic. said you're pathetic, and then he killed yeah. him. We also didn't talk about the boys uh, entering the deep's whale. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah, that was like episode. That was like episode one or two. He's or three. Like, I just yeah. couldn't save it. <laughs> the deep. I know the deep. That guy. He was in Gossip Girl. Yeah, Chase Crawford. Chase Crawford. That's right. And his sister <laughs> is Candace Crawford, married to Tony Romo. Married to Tony Romo, former Miss Missouri. Look at that. Hey, Missouri, look at us go. Something other than meth. <laughs> oh, you cut it off before the guy did. I don't know what it is. It's like, again, I don't have the buttons. We're going to get these buttons back. My mixer should be No, back play soon. that one one more time. It's I think it's the woo guy. What? Yeah, there he is. <laughs> That's the guy coming back? Yeah. Um, all right, so those are our rankings. And you also said to pick our three favorite characters. I'm going to go quick because I think you got some notes. I'm going to let you get I, I did take some I want you to do – uh, this to be your highlight. So Do I'm you gonna... want it to go – you give your three, top three, like boom, you go. Boom, I, I go. Boom, you go. Or one, 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 two, two, two all right, let's do three, three, three. Let's three. do let's – let's go one at a time. And we'll okay. just listen oh, one at a time. Man. So you just want to go like – So I'm going to go – this is my least – this is my uh, number three. We're starting at three? Okay. Yeah, we're going to start at number three. My number three favorite character of this season, two of the boys – um is gonna be man that's so hard i'm gonna say edgar uh juan carlo esposito he's my number three favorite character because i feel like that he has like uh, they kept him a little bit behind the scenes in the season but i also feel like it was because it was intentional and i really want to see what happens more of the character and every time he was on screen you had that electric feel Mm -hmm. so that's my number three so i did my ranking overall like season one and two. Number three for me, Ashley Barrett, the assistant turned kind of leader of Vaught. The one that's losing her hair. Yes, Ashley. She's a redhead. Chaos. Wow. She's. I feel like she's the most relatable character in the show because she's just trying to do her dang job and, and no one's letting her. And she's working so hard. So hard. And just controls. <laughs> she, she starts losing, losing her, her hair. hair. And I think she steals every scene that she's in. I really do. I think You're she so steals right. every scene that she's Did in. Did you know that she uh, ad-libbed like, uh, one of her like best lines? Did she really? Yes, I swear to God. I can't remember exactly what line it was, but it, was, it made it into the show. And it's one of those like just dynamite lines. She said, like, I got myself out of some kind of thing it was something really yeah. specific or like when she's talking to a train and she's like hey we got some big stuff playing for you and then homelander comes in and says well you're fired and he looks at her, you just told me this she's like she goes, there was going to be a briefing yeah <laughs> and she, he's like you work for me now yeah i just think she steals every scene she's in andy uh number three for me has got to be this is going to be a controversial pick but uh starlight that's all right got i it. like starlight i like starlight i got just not, i don't want to make it seem like i don't like yeah. her so i do like her Okay. I think, uh, okay. Okay. And I her gotcha. name's uh, Aaron Moriarty. 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 Um, she's got like Supergirl next door vibes. Yeah. Um, well, she's a pro- she's like <laughs> achievable because Huey can have her. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Huey sucks. And <laughs> even though Huey's stepdad for a while in real life was John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh my God. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Oh, is that was Huey's dad. <laughs> no. Oh, you said his real dad. His real dad. Oh, really? His real dad's Dennis Quaid. I didn't know that. Because you were like, I love his and, parents. I was like, what are you talking about? And his about? mom's Meg Ryan. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. That's awesome. That's cool. All right, she's good. I didn't know that either. So, um, All right, my number two. I mean, you're gonna. I feel like you can easily identify number one, so maybe we should have done this the other way. My number two is Homelander, and my number one is Billy Butcher. 
I'm just going. I'm skipping ahead because like you can. I feel like you. I, I'm just going to do that. Maybe but, I don't. Okay. That's that's mine's mine. Di- mine's different because because mine's I totally different. That's fine. That's perfect. Because well, based on your number three, and, I completely and, would expect that. And again, I'm basing <laughs> this on number two. You know, like. Homelander, like this, uh, Tony Stark kills it in this, and I think Carl Urban did too. What will happen in season three? I just don't know. That's my number two and my number one. My number one is Billy Butcher. You want me to do my next two? I think so, yeah. Yeah, my yeah, num- do both of them. My number two is Black Noir overall. Awesome. I think him not saying anything is hilarious to me. His nut allergy. He had the almond, the. Almond. Oh <laughs> she just, Maeve just shoves it in his mouth, and he's like, oh. She's like, what's happening? She's like, he's allergic to peanuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Pen. And then, like, in the first season, like, they're talking or something, and, like, Homelander's, I don't remember the scene, but he's like, yeah, we know Noir's involved. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this. He's like. <laughs> and then, I love that number two, by the way. My favorite by far is The Deep. By <laughs> far. Yeah, that's good. So, that's good. I mean, we talked about Chase Crawford <laughs> in episode two. Uh, Patton Oswald is his gills that talk. Yeah, oh, he's like yes, tripping yes. balls. Oh, I love, I love Patton Oswald. Yeah, he's a uh, he's he's doing the mushrooms. Yeah, and he's got just the voices. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, was nasty. The church, so the church of the collective, like trying to get back in the seventy. Marries that weird girl. He's interviewing him. Yeah, uh, his, when he was down and out, and, like living at that water park. <laughs> yeah, when he was in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, he's interviewing all those girls, and he's just like, and that yeah. one, he's like, oh, that one, that one, the one that had like the one that was not talking. She had like no personality. Yeah, um, and yeah. then like he's like, he's like, screw Fresca, like at the yeah. end, <laughs> they don't even like Fresca because they're doing Frescas. Yeah, they're doing Frescas <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah, like it's like the Church of Collective yeah. thing. I didn't know if that was like a real joke on I Fresca. I no clue. I don't know. That might Fresca's be like, good. Like that might be like yeah. an inside thing key, we just don't understand. If you haven't had Fresca anytime recently, you should go out and try it again. Because it it's was great. most definitely a feature. It was not like a weird like yeah. soft joke. They were like, "Want a Fresca?" <laughs> yeah, like every time, yeah. and it would like the camera would like. I was like, "Wow." Yeah, if you'd but, like to sponsor this, let us know, Fresca. That'd well, Fresca great... might have been a sponsor of the shows, See, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then Wayne's World used to make fun of that too. Like, I hate people that sell out. And he's like, drinks a Pepsi. He's like, I know. At least I'm refreshed. And he's like, drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> but it pans to Garth, and he's like, I just hate this whole thing. And he has Adidas head to toe. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't ever want to be like that. Yeah. Uh, Andy, you're number two. Then you're number yeah, one. Number two, um, mother's milk. Good. I was wow. Close. I love. Listen, guys. I, I gotta close. love. This is such a diverse group of favorites here. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's like a guy I want to hang out with. Like, we all three have different controversial picks that three. I might not pick. Like Butcher is not in my top three. Wow. I, I'd love to hang out with Mother's Milk. Would I want to hang out with Butcher? No, I would be scared as fuck. To that's not, that well, and that's why it's so good to me because I, I want to like they're, uh, they're really showing like somebody that. He really is like an anti-hero. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's like the pu- he's like the Punisher kind of. He is like he doesn't fuck over innocent people, but he like he'll he's a revenge guy. Yeah. So anyway, at the same time, I'm not really judging this on who I want to hang out with because uh, Homelander was my number one for sure. Nice. Um, just like T- I said. Yeah, Tony Starr. I mean, again, like wow, that guy. Freaking like every time he's on the screen, I was just scared of what was gonna happen. Like exactly for that that scene where he just murked all the people that was the uh where he was imagining it or whatever daydream um yep but i think this show would not 
be anywhere close to as good as it is without him without as a him. character because mm-hmm. he's so ridiculous and like have he's like the parallels of like him and superman that's that's for sure a mm-hmm. thing and um i think that's why he gets so much attention in the show but i i mean I was thinking he's going to be like a villain in season three, but he's really, he's well, almost been like a I, villain the whole time. Yeah, really. but that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think it's like they established that he went through all this and now, like, I wonder what they'll do with him. He like, wants no the clue. love, though, kind of at the end. He's like, oh, he I want does. the cheers again. So it seems like he's like, well, I am going to play by a certain type of rules to me, is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. But you're so right. Without him, the show wouldn't be totally different. Yep. Um, and you're right also about saying, I would literally be like, Tony Starr said for the season finale, he put out like a tweet or something. He said, uh, you know, get your breathing exercises in now. Like I'm like, you know, it's so true. Like you really watch and you're like yeah. scared. You're like legit afraid. Like, what am I going to see now? Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Well, we got You heard it here. Uh, we watched the boys season two. We loved it. It's on Amazon prime. Go out and see it. If you haven't, um, hopefully you, you have, <laughs> hopefully you didn't listen to this. If you haven't, <laughs> well, I watch now. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you right now, the rating that came out of this group was a 3.6. That's out of our four point scale. You know, yeah. I think that did that math in my head. It was pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Somewhere around there. Yeah. It, there's probably some more decimals. We'll stick with the to keep it simple. Um, so that's the boys. Thank you for the boys. So we uh we loved it. We introduced a new segment called Logan's Heroes late in 2020. One of our very first guests, Stephen Walden, local artist and nerd. In this clip, Stephen and I talk about the MCU first DC just in terms of creative content what's coming out where is it everything going it's a lot of fun Stevens uh was a great time and we're gonna have him on more again in 2021 we didn't talk about that specifically but he said he wants to come back on so we're gonna make that happen but in that in the meantime enjoy this nice clip on MCU and DC I think we'll probably happen at some point. They'll try to be like, look, we can't do this. So we're just going to get this guy to do it for us or someone from that camp hmm. to, to just to be like, we need someone that oversees this, do this for what we've done. Because they, they, when the Avengers came out and was, they had laid this groundwork for, you know, this crossover movie. And then ultimately they did, you know, Infinity War and all that, which was just, the movie that we all, I always wanted as a child never thought that I would see 20 movies setting up this other movie. Uh, I mean, just, I just got, the go- I just got the goosebumps. Oh man. Right. And then they try to do everything all in one with Superman, you know, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of justice. Let's throw in everyone in a single movie. And so you did not give this time to breathe. I heard great things about Aquaman, but I don't know. I'm ambivalent about, you know, uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Uh, yeah. I think they let I, him, I like they let him be a little too comfortable. I feel like it's almost like I feel like they're like he's like who should I be and they're like oh just be yourself. <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> funny. I am um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to Oh, of course. And it, it's almost it. it's almost like not like when I ask I get frustrated when people ask me like, "Oh, are you excited? Am I excited for a Batman like a Justice League movie?" Who are you talking? <laughs> I have a podcast called Mostly Superheroes. Yeah, I'm excited. Is it going to be good? I don't know. Let's talk about this. James Gunn is one of these guys, right? So he did. He does suicide. He does Guardians of the Galaxy and and two, both great films. I rewatch them all the time. That's we have a scale over here. I don't know if you have heard the scale, but we like have a rating on like if we rewatch it, four point oh scale. I I haven't done those yet, but I need to. They're up there though because I'm always putting them back on. Well, now you have him coming in to reboot. It looks like the Suicide Squad, and that's going to be in this. And they've already announced 
Peacemaker TV show on HBO Max. Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, maybe I, I saw it and forgot it. That's uh, John Cena, right? John Cena. And that's also directed by Gunn. So, like, that's a little bit of that crossover. You know, they got like, they're, like you, bring, you bring Gunn over to do both. I don't know. It's just one facet of the story. So I feel like it's a Band-Aid on a much maybe larger issue. I agree. I, I agree. But maybe the hope is that they will have success from that. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe we should be doing more of this. Maybe James Gunn is the guy that oversees it. I don't know that James Gunn could do like a whole have that mm-hmm. umbrella thing. But I never would have thought that Mikey Peters from Swingers could do it either. You know, and yet here's Fabro, you know, knocked it out of the park. Um, he couldn't even get, you know, he can wait three days to call the girl yet. Here he is, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, look at uh, him now. Three. All right, guys. Hope you've enjoyed a little bit of uh, rewind time with us on the show. Uh, to our fans that have been following the entire time, uh, we just thank you from the bottom of our hearts and we hope you enjoy it. And we would like to feature you. Uh, if you'd like to be featured, write us on our website at MostlySuperheroes.com. At number one, my favorite clip of the year. It wasn't even a question. It was almost the inspiration for making this in the in the first place. It's, of course, how the giggler got his namesake. Enjoy this nice short story from Andy and his fear of Jack Nicholson's Joker from Batman 1989. It just, it's, I don't know. It's a great superhero movie. Yeah, I agree. The Joker, he haunted my childhood. And this one? That's, yeah. Definitely. Oh my gosh. I had oh recurring. Boy. I'm re- glad you remembered. I would have totally forgot. Recurring nightmares. <laughs> I know we talked about this previously, but every yeah, I night, hear about this. Every night as a child, because I, I watched this movie every day when I was a kid. I, my babysitters hated me because they were sick of watching it. Um, well, it sounds like people have just been asking Andy. You watching Batman again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those babysitter, those babysitters should have loved it. Oh, this kid just gonna be locked in Literally, for two hours. I'm gonna bring much. my boyfriend over. <laughs> yeah, we have two hours and twelve minutes. What the runtime is? So I had this recurring nightmare, and every, it was I think it was almost every night when I was a kid. I don't, can't remember how long, but <laughs> your he, parents let you keep watching it. I I would willingly keep watching it, but I have this nightmare: the Joker would come in and tickle me, and then I would wake up. <laughs> This is, guys, I, this is, sounds ridiculous. This is a completely true story. I'm not lying at all. I promise. But, so he tickled me and I wake up and sometimes I would wake up and I would be laughing. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh. That, and like, that's, that's scary. Yeah, especially for your parents. Right. They just hear but, their baby little boy down the hall. Just, I mean, that probably was like 10, 10 years old. No, this is, this came out in 89 or 89. I was born in 88. So. I was probably six, seven. Yeah, yeah. So. When we all watched um, it, probably. And like, it, it ended abruptly because one time he, man, I can't believe I'm actually admitting this to where people might listen listen to this. It's, it's your choice. Thousands, hundreds, thousands of people, maybe. Oh, potentially billions. Yes. Uh, anyways, um, so one time he gives me the middle finger, and I bite his finger, and then the dreams ended forever. You conquered your fears. That's what you I, bit. His I thought that yes, he and gave me the middle finger. Had, so I was old you? enough to even know what a middle finger meant. Like you're not supposed to know that till you're. What do you think you eight, had these dreams nine? for? Like three months. Know. It's probably a sign that I should not watch this movie every day. But I did not heed those warnings. Well, the question at hand: 
do you still have the nightmares yeah, now? No, I don't. It, it literally. I know ended. you said it ended, but like if you watch the movie again, you still don't have like a no, little I bit of a, any recently. Like you said, your wife came home and she's like, "You're watching this again." She's just strapping in I for a night him. of night I terrors. Yeah, right. No, she's she's buckling up for a night of giggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wishes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on her. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Um, no, actually, now I think about it, I haven't had any, awesome. any nightmares since. So That's like, a good story. Legitimately, that like, is a good story. I, like, conquered you, my dreams. Like, I yeah. killed. I killed. I feel like monster. that's a real, like, life symbol for like what like dreams can do. Like, and you like you took the stand and said, I mean, dead. Was there blood in the dream? Do you remember? I can't remember. That. I mean, you were a kid. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It, probably yeah. not. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but still, I think. Well, for, thank you for sharing that. Are you okay? I'm okay now. Thanks for sharing it. I'm over it. Um, well, this Joker that terrified you as a child or tickled you, <laughs> I like. I liked him too. All right, guys. Thanks again. A couple housekeeping things for you to look forward to, and some things for the fans. We announced this week mostly superheroes squad. This is you guys. Why don't you guys have your own name, your own namesake, and it is. It's the Mostly Superhero Squad. We have a couple places for you to get involved with the squad. We have a new Facebook group. Go search for that on Facebook. It's affiliated with our page on Facebook, so it'll be nice and easy. And we also have your very own password-protected tab on our website. Go to mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash squad. The password will update periodically via announcements right here on the show. This week's password, with a capital G, Grogu. That's for you, listener. Take that password, go to mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash squad, and there is an exclusive piece of content that can only be found on our Patreon page. But other than that, not publicly available anywhere else. 17 minutes, I live watch Star Wars A New Hope. Yeah, don't clap too much. It's 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 uh the quality's just fine, but it, no one else has heard it. So um, it's my raw take, some of my thoughts on the film, some funny stuff, some cool stuff. Go check that out, guys. Uh, and we'll be looking forward to having a lot of fun with the Mostly Superhero Squad in 2021. And uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we put it on our social media. We're going to try to do something a little crazy in the new year. We're going to try to give you something new every day. Now, that doesn't mean a podcast episode every day, or, I mean, I just, that'd be, no, 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 no. We're talking, you know, something small, something cool, something maybe what you watching related, maybe some fan mail, and we do have a schedule, because we want you to know when things are coming. I told you you could look forward to some organization from the show. We do have a brand new schedule up on our website. It's on our homepage, mostlysuperheroes.com, seven days a week. We're going live on Instagram on certain days, live on Twitch. You'll see when the podcast drops, I believe that's Thursday. But go see for yourself because there's a lot of stuff on there. Plus, it helps you see kind of a in one picture. Where does the show live? It's going to help all of us. With that, have a safe and happy new year. Uh, 2020, folks, getting personal with you. It was heavy. And don't think that you're alone in thinking it was heavy or that you're tired and you feel guilty for feeling tired. And no, the world laid it on us this year. And if you made it across, you know, this finish line in 2021, be proud of yourself. And let's go into the new year with, you know, getting through this together.
You know, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to your loved ones, support each other, lift each other up. Let's not tear each other down. As much as we've seen in the past, I think we've all wanna, we can all agree that a little good can go a long way. Let's do that in 2021. Have a safe and happy New Year's Eve. From myself, Carrie, Mike, Andy, the team over here at Mostly Superheroes, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your support of the show and being a part of what we're doing and being a part of the Mostly Superheroes family. So thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we're going to give you some really good stuff to do and watch and listen to in the new year. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Mostly Superheroes.